12 so years ago, I was teaching Ayurvedic certification to students. And I said to them, in the future, we will not have healing centers. Because if we're good at what we're doing, we'll heal them. And if we're healers, we are sending the message out, come to me unhealthy. So we're perpetuating a, a myth. We're perpetuating something we don't want to perpetuate. Yeah, we're perpetuating illness. And so we, does the yeah. health industry, the, the illness industry. It, 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 yeah. you know, the drug industry keeps people sick. Right. Now we want to put ourselves out of business. That's how good we have to be. Yeah. And so I said, in the future, there'll be joy centers. There won't be healing centers. You'll go for to grow. Oh, let's do something. You got to accentuate the positive. Wow! I feel good. A little bit of feel good goes a long way. You're listening to Karen Swain, teacher of deliberate creation, accentuating the positive, showing you a way to a better life. Accentuating the positive, it's not just fad, it's sanity. Who in their right mind would accentuate anything else? Hello and welcome to another show, Accentuating the Positive with Karen Swain. So excited to be with you again. I am going to introduce you to the orange cowboy, as you can see, Swami. <laughs> now, he's got a few names, <laughs> Swami the orange cowboy, but he's got another name, Sadeshia. I don't even think I can say it. Welcome to the show. Very joy, 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 Karen. Thank you for Tell the me. adventurous attempt at my name. <laughs> Tell me how you pronounce it. Sadashiva. Sadashiva. Sadashiva Tirtha. 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 Sada, Sada Shiva means ever blissful. Oh, beautiful. And of course, Swami is a shaman and a monk. Yes. Yeah? Who, who was your teacher that um, ordained you into the monkhood? A monk of any particular religion or? Well, I'm not of a religious order. They are obviously just because culturally they're Hindu. My gurus, we're in the Tirtha lineage, which comes from Adi Shankar Acharya, for those who study the, the Vedic. And we have a second uh, lineage, which is the Siddha Yoga lineage, ah, which is right. direct experience of the Kundalini Shakti. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Beautiful, beautiful. So Swami and I have connected through a, a group and we had a chat the other day and I think we spoke for hours. How long were we? We were just chatting the other day on Skype. And I think it was like two, two and a half hours. We had so much to talk about. I hope we haven't talked That's ourselves right. out. <laughs> but he, nice talking to you. So <laughs> yeah, he was a fascinating, fascinating fellow. Absolutely fascinating fellow. And, um, you know, here to be a part of the upliftment of our world, obviously. But how did, how did you start your spiritual journey? I always like to find out about people's awakening journey. What was happening for you? Sure. Well, my spiritual journey started before I even knew words like spiritual journey. And it goes back to about fourth grade. And I started to have these dreams at night, very disturbing dreams that I would be separated from my parents. Mm -hmm. And as I, over the next 10 years, the dreams changed a little bit, but it was always the same theme. I'd come home, my parents moved without telling me or things like that. Mm -hmm. and then one day, about 17, 16 years old, I actually, in the car with my parents, everything swirled and went black for me. And I started crying and saying, I don't want you to die. 
And when my eyesight came back, I saw my parents like, <laughs> what are you talking about? And about uh, within the year, they were in a car accident and they passed away. Wow. So when people talk about, oh, you must think you're cool because you're a psychic. No, no, that was not a gift in any way. I didn't wish it on me because at the time I said, why would I want that if I can't do anything about it? Why are you telling me that? Mm-hmm. And it's only later that I realized that probably saved my life. It was probably preparing me for that. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, I'm grateful in that regard. And uh, Karen, you know the expression, if whatever happens to you in a, in a challenging way, an equal and better opportunity comes at, to replace it. Definitely. And so as tragic as my parents' uh, death was, it allowed me the freedom and the curiosity to just full, full 100% jump into the mystical path back in 1972. Who was talking to me? How did I know this? This little thing called meditation that the Beatles did started to percolate into the mass media, and I went for it. And so I really basically gave my life over, left the, left the college of my radio, TV, and film days, which I lost all interest in at that point, and just went to college for meditation and yoga and spiritual philosophies. So you were 18 at the time. You just left school? Uh, Yeah, I just just was, I had started college a half year early. So yeah, that was what happened. Yeah. And um, obviously your parents were, well, not obviously, but they were Jewish. Yes. Yeah. And, and did they have culturally, 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 did they have a strict sort of religious regime or were they pretty like relaxed about it? They're culturally, you know, it was like, you know, the, the big holidays was a time to get together with family. It was, Mm -hmm. we were not, they were not very, strict right unfortunately <laughs> yeah so it's just interesting that you said you had the freedom to pursue spiritual pursuits it's um uh because they you know had both left their planet did you think that maybe you didn't have the freedom if they hadn't told or well you know you brought up sort of like i call it like the dutiful son you know there's certain things that your culture does yeah. and l- we had if kids in my day left their family it was usually because they were really angry and fighting with their parents yeah i did had a pretty decent relationship so there wouldn't be any reason for me to leave and i was actually enjoying college it was the first time i was enjoying school really because it was tv and film and creativity so i was really peaked at a prime i was just starting a life of my dreams so to speak mm-hmm. so once they weren't there and I lost, my heart wasn't in anything that I loved. And so there was nobody there that I sort of felt duty bound to mm-hmm. compromise with, you know, in a healthy compromise. Mm-hmm. And then this meditation came along and Star Trek was there and it was like all this stuff was like I was a sponge going, oh my God, this is amazing. ESP and time travel and physics was starting to talk about these things at the time. And so that's what I did. And I really, really was looking for a place to go and get some spiritual books and just spend like three years and figure out what was going on. That was what I wanted to. So this would have been in the what early seventies. Yeah. 72, roughly 72. Exciting times in the early seventies. So how, what did you find out about your psychic ability 
It's interesting hearing people's stories. You always hear your own story in, in, in other people's stories. I'm thinking about my journey as I'm listening to yours and thinking, yeah, that's the same. That's the same. Interesting. Yeah. I really shut down all that psychic stuff. I didn't want to, I it wasn't conscious. I didn't say I don't want to do it, but a friend of mine was telling, showing me how psychic he was and I actually didn't believe it. Right. You know, it was like, oh no, no, that's, I don't, that's nonsense. But he was my friend and I knew he wasn't jiving me. Mm -hmm. So I just sort of like politely didn't snicker in front of him, but I, I just couldn't believe, I figured he was like crazy, you know? So I, even to this day, I don't believe I'm a medium and yet it comes out and I go, holy cow, look at that. You know, that logical brain doesn't believe it because it never will believe it. Why? But the, because logically there's no, there's no, uh, from this piece of thing logically to the next piece of thing. But the, the spiritual brain, the, the right brain, of course. Mm. So as you as I go into a reading, I, well, the other thing is I challenge myself every time I'm in a reading. I never say, "Okay, this I can breeze through this." I've pushed myself. What more can show me? Let's really do something new this time. And so that's kind of the fear. Oh my God, you know, I come in with brand new eyes every time. So it's it's kind of like, oh my God, can I do this? <laughs> So I like that in a sense. I'd rather not be, I'm not overly nervous, but I, yeah. I would just fall asleep if it was same old, same old. Yeah, you know. I have to agree with you. It's interesting because my powers of insight astound me sometimes, absolutely astound me. But my logical brain still doubts, you know, it still doubts. I have to say, I think it's perfectly logical to be uh, a psychic or a medium. That's just how my logical brain has defined it. It's logical to me. Mm. It's, uh, it's illogical not to be, actually. I think years ago I read in the Seth books that he said, all of us are communicating telepathically. We couldn't drive on our roads if we weren't. And when right. you think about it, you do know what people are going to do before they do things. And, sure. and, you know, you know, when someone's looking at you in the traffic and there's, there's just so much evidence that it's happening. Uh, and I started thinking about that when I was really young, but my little logical brain still goes, can I do this? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Because <laughs> when you see the miracles, I think when I'm seeing the miracles, it's my inner eye that sees them. It's not my logical eye. Yeah. And when the inner eye, they're like, if you ever had a friend or a parent who didn't believe in this, you go, but look at this. And they go, no, 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 no. You know, you just, I can never convince emotionally the logical. And that's okay. I used to try to no avail. You got to start this meditation. It's the greatest thing in the world. And people would just like very politely you know, look at me and go, I got to sit through this again. <laughs> yeah, it's so interesting. That logical mind of ours is so powerful and that's why it takes tragedy to wake us out of the illusion of the logical mind it doesn't have to but it right, often right. does it often does and because we're so in the grips of the logical mind that says ah, that's rubbish you know why would i want to do that you know yeah yeah, it's the culture that still raises values that above all else. Mm -hmm. I mean, you look at it, we look at a country that has has a huge uh, environmental issue, a huge challenge, and know they how the communities get together. 
you know, look at uh, 9-11 in the United States, the love from the world poured into America. Yeah. And the people here in America came together. When there's a flood or fires, communities do band together. There's something, the best, that's the expression, in the worst of times, the best of us comes out of us. Yeah. And it, like it, you said, it doesn't have to. It but. doesn't have to. We don't have to create the, you know, the tragedies just keep unfolding in America with what's yeah. going now, the fires, the hurricanes, and oh my God. Anyway, it's funny that you mentioned September 11. I was playing Imagine to my niece this morning. I posted it on Facebook. It was a footage of John Lennon, his first mm -hmm. debut on television with the song with um, Yoko Ono playing the drum. And, and she's 20 and she's singing along to it. And I said, do you know this song? She goes, everybody knows this song. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, this song's older than me almost. And uh, when September 11 hit, that song mm. ran through my mind for about a month wow. over and over and over again. Wow. You know, that song was such an amazing, is such an amazing song. Imagine, imagine a world at peace. Imagine, but that, you know, that's what we're going to talk about today too. So we got together to talk about the Insta world or like Instagram. <laughs> Insta meditation, Insta channeling, Insta, Psychic awareness, insta healing, insta healing, insta, insta. Well, you know, I we when in my childhood we they developed something called instant oatmeal, <laughs> yeah. and, and about ten years ago they developed something called Instagram. The move, the world is moving quicker. How come nobody's invented insta healing yet, or insta knowingness, insta psychic? Insta real time, real time. In other words, it is real time channeling. So Up to you, Swami. That's yours. I was shown it. It's mine. I did it. I did. They showed it to me, mm. and and it's a lot of fun. It's real time. You can, in within twenty seconds, you could just change everything that's that's congealing and let things flow again, and get get to your heart, open your heart, connect with spirit, connect with soul, and and just go on with your 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 day. You know, if you're, I. I had okay, so like I'm in, in meeting somebody for the first time, and I'm finding that they're 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 more of a type A personality, which I'm not used to so much being directed right at me. And I know they're not I know not to take it personally, but it's a lot. So I just do this for 20 seconds while they're talking, and everything clears out instantly. Okay, so what do you do? So for people uh, watching this, like, what are you doing, Swami? You do what? You close your eyes? <laughs> I turn them off. No. So, bad joke. You just put your hand on your heart. Mm -hmm. Well, you think, think about the end issue that you have, whether it's a personal, social, career-related, or just a creative block or a spiritual you're wanting to get somewhere, or maybe there's no blocks at the moment and you really just want to open up and go further. Whatever that is, think about it and kind of give it a rating. 10 would be the worst, the block or an unbearable pain or something like that. And one would be manageable. And then just put your hand on your heart. And everybody at home can do this. And think about the person or the place or the music or the pet that you love the most. Whatever is your what you love the most. And think about that. Feel that in your heart. Feel that love and inhale right into your heart and feel your love expand. And relax into yourself. 
Now, how do you feel? That's it. That was about less than 20 seconds, probably. So if you're coming up against someone, as you say, like a, a type A personality or someone that's a bit aggressive or someone that's insulting you or whatever it is, if you're coming up against some sort of challenge, right. so you, you just do that. You just center. Obviously, when someone's talking to you, it's kind of rude to close your eyes. <laughs> right. You don't have to close your eyes. You don't have to you put know? your hand on your heart. But think about something or someone you love. Mm -hmm. Another thing which you can do, which is a mental meditation, you just say, thank you for making this the best experience possible. And now we're open to the universe without judgment. And that works every single time. And thank the more you. you do it, the more really? you remember to do it. Just going to repeat that. Thank you for making this the best experience possible right yeah and we leave that to spirit to decide yeah yeah well that's it's really about being mindful isn't it it's about being in the moment yeah. instead of getting caught up with your thoughts you know i watched a brilliant movie the other day called pay it forward you know that beautiful movie about so, the little boy the little boy that um his teacher challenges his class to come up with something that'll change the world and then this little boy says I'm going to do uh, three good things for three people. It's going to change their lives and then ask them to do three good things. And then they ask and then pay it forward. Beautiful. Anyway, the character in the movie that played his mother was played by Helen Hunt. And it was such okay. a brilliant uh, example of how we live life through our fears and not actually through what's happening to us. You know, like yes. um, she's so defensive, like she's a, she's a, a recovering alcoholic and she's been abused as a wife and she's just this bundle of fear. Right. And then you see how that plays out. Her character plays that beautifully. And that's how we, we are. We're usually not in the moment. We're usually right. living life through our concerns and our worries and our, and in defense. And why is that person speaking like that? What's wrong with me? Not to think maybe that person's having a fight at home with their partner or is having a bad day or has, you know, their period or whatever. But um, it's always like living through our fears. So what you're showing us is to bring us back to the moment and just be present without, present without judgment. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. And specifically, it's feeling. Feeling is really the only thing we know for true. I feel this. It's a fact. I don't think this. I feel this. So if we come to our hearts and we feel pure love, mm. you know, that, that resets us yeah. to a huge degree. And it changes, the, it changes the relationship. So I was talking to someone the other day. And, and to be very frank, I, I had done such a big give in the world that I was asking God why did I spend that much time doing that? That's a, that was four hours of my day. And he said, well, didn't you want to talk to other like-minded people about bringing the world into a better place? I said, yeah. I said, well, that's what you, you got your wish. And I said, oh, look at that. Well, a few days later, somebody called me and offered me this an amazing, amazing, out of, you know, bigger gift than I could have ever imagined. And I started at a certain point feel uncomfortable because it was so big. And I'm, my old self was going, well, let's see, what might be wrong about this? And then the conversation started to close in. And I heard myself saying, 
let me slow this down because this is going too fast. And I, then I was mindful of that. I said, no, 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 let me speed myself up so I can catch up to the miracle. So it's, it's, a, it's a very interesting <laughs> experience. Because uh, we've often had that thought. I've often had that thought. Let's slow this down. It's moving too fast. That's just, oh, that's overwhelm speaking. Yes. That's, that's yeah. overwhelm speaking. Yeah. It's old thinking. It's old uh, dogma, dogmatic thinking. It's, it's not old. instant thinking. It's not instant thinking. Because we are in extraordinary times and everything is accelerating and we do need to catch up. And something that, um, you know, I see a lot is people of my generation just can't keep up with technology. They just cannot even like, they just, I've got so many friends that say, how do you do that? How, I can't even think about, and you just have to keep up because actually as the technology advances, everything becomes simpler and simpler and simpler. Doing stuff right. on, you know, the people that are, um, creating the technology and making it simpler for people that don't get technology to be able to use it. <laughs> well, that's a really great spiritual exercise that happens almost weekly. You're using your favorite social media and every week they change the way it looks. Yep. And I've caught myself saying, why do they keep doing this? But then the conscious mind says, oh, but that's keeping your mind alert. It's not letting you fall asleep into same old, same old. Habits. 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 That's it. Habits. Habits of conditioning. Oh, dear. Look, we've gone completely off your story. So. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I thought we were right in the corner of it. (laughs) So your parents die. You go and learn meditation and you find out a few things when you're 18. Instead of going to university, you go and study meditation. What happens next? Right. Next, so I spent, I became a meditation teacher. I spent five years, not actually so much teaching meditation, but going on meditation courses. Really, it was, as I said, I just had, it it was like a spiritual message. Go and meditate for three years and figure everything out. And the three years went to five years, and I spent like three hours a day meditating, six hours a day meditating with a group in a structured setting. So there was, I didn't have to think about much other than looking within. And then about after five years, I just, it was okay, time to come back in the, in the world. How do I do that? You know, huh? (laughs) And I did get back into television. And for the next five years, I just found it very empty. You know, there was nothing Mm. spiritual about it. And I wasn't happy with the way they made decisions about how they aired things on television. Mm. And I was learning in that time to fill in the emptiness. I, would, I learned Ayurvedic medicine, uh, Ayurvedic astro- Vedic astrology. And then again, I heard that voice, okay, so why don't you go to India and thank Mother India for all these things that you're doing now. Mm-hmm. And so I left my job, sold everything. I had a little fanny pack with a couple of bottles of herbs. And, and my traveler's checks, I threw out my winter coat in the garbage pail, you know, in the can, somebody could pick it up. And I flew to India. And when I was walking out of the airport, the guard stopped me, says, wait a minute, where, where's your luggage? You know, he, I, there's a flag goes off. This guy is weird. He should be having luggage. I said, oh, I have everything here in my fanny pack. And he goes, oh, okay. <laughs> and I have met my guru in, in India. And spent some time, started to visit him every year after that. 
I kept feeling called back to the, to the Western world. So I always would have one foot in the spiritual Eastern world and one foot in the, in the, the real, the 3d world. Yeah. I want to just, I want to just say something too, you know, down, down here, down under Fanny, we say Fanny is the front side is of a, oh. of a woman, of a woman, right? Oh, is that right? Wow. Oh. So when you say fanny pack, it's hilarious. Um, uh, we call them bum bags. <laughs> bum bags. Yeah, we, we, can, we use the word bum. Okay. The bum bags. <laughs> anyway, um, why do you think India is seen as uh, so much more spiritual than the West and yet there's so much poverty and pollution and mess in like a third world country like India? Well, I think uh, if you talk about uh, PTSD, they've been conquered for, for, for millennium. They were conquered by, by, uh, by the Muslims, by the Buddhists, by the British, on and over and over and over again. That's all they really knew. And they were imposed Western British educational system on them. And the British divided and conquered the Muslims and the Hindus. They separated them by by a state you know they broke pakistan and, and bangladesh up just to further incite and keep anger among the the people there so the spirituality i think it's how does the, the fact that it even has survived quite frankly is, is quite a miracle and then the young children over the last three decades or so even though their parents became very material especially in america the Indians would move to America, become doctors and things like that. And, and, and the children would come to see me in my clinic, in Ayurvedic uh, center. And they say, my parents are so materialistic. But the kids from within, spirit woke in them. And they started creating these Hindu meetup groups on their college campuses. So the spirit is amazing how, how it like skips a generation or something and and I think, you know, everywhere at this point, it's, you, couldn't, you could say that the Indian teaching, the Vedic teachings are more intact. We're such a young country. We never really developed that per se. We have some things with Greece and some things with Egypt, but the history is not millennium, you know, 5,000 years or, or more, such as the Vedic system or the Chinese systems. So I think that's what we base calling them spiritual on maybe. But there are so many, there, these days, who's not spiritual, quite frankly? These days, more than ever before. I once had a guy come to fix my furnace. Never grad, he graduated high school, that's it. And he gave me one of the most beautiful spiritual messages. He said, I think if you get up in the morning and you're not going to make a difference in the world, you might as well stay in bed. Just to smile, just be happy. I mean, yeah. simplicity is like. I know, I know. That's beautiful, isn't it? If you're not yeah. going to make a bit difference, then you might as well stay in bed. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's yeah. That's beautiful. That's absolutely beautiful. <laughs> um, I, I'm just thinking about you know religion in the West versus because yeah, I went to India years ago with my husband who was really into. He was a Hare Krishna when he was young and. And he was really into the Vedic stuff. And 
I just saw the hypocrisy was even larger in India than it is here with the spiritual teachings. You know, everyone's being yeah. spiritual, but they're like pushing you out of line to get in to see the spiritual statues, you know, like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the sad part. Yeah. Ripping your money off because yeah, anyway, I it's just I just thought yeah. You're, yeah. yeah, there is that there and it just, you know, there's dogma everywhere in everything and and it's our personal jobs is to be aware and conscious there's a wonderful saying that says if the wisest man in the village says something foolish ignore it and if the village idiot says something wise listen to it okay i like that say that again yeah if the wisest man in the village or the wisest woman in the village says something foolish ignore it and if the village idiot says something wise listen well interesting isn't it because that would go against what everybody does so there's plenty of people that have put themselves out there as wise men be they religious creatures or scientists or educated learned people and they say a lot of foolish things and people hang on to every word and yet as you say you can have the guy come and fix your furnace and he says something more profound than that's it. And, and you felt it and he means it and he lives it. And, and he's not showing this to anybody. He's not, he doesn't have a website. <laughs> you know, he's not, he's just him. He's just him. Yeah. He doesn't have a website exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, in truth, everyone is our teacher. If we've got the uh, ears to, to hear it, yeah. like, what yeah. are you, what are you uh, wanting to know? Because, in every conversation the message will be there in every conversation yeah just on the youtube clips or on the itunes but in every conversation you'll find your answer the wind the wind gives you an answer you know the bird gives you an answer Mm -hmm. just everything okay so you're teaching ayurveda in india how long did you do that for well, I was teaching really in America. I studied Ayurveda in India mostly yeah. with mm-hmm. Ayurvedic doctors. I had an Ayurvedic center in the United States for about five years. And then 9-11 happened actually. And right. when everybody was stressed out and needed to come f- to see me, everybody stayed home. And it was actually now that I realized it was the end of, or the beginning of my next Jupiter cycle. And so all of my clients, all of my students, they just stopped coming little by little. And then one day God said to me, okay, so you've got some time, go upstate New York and find a place to live. And you better hurry because the window of opportunity is about to close. So he knew I was about to complain or or ask a logical question. So I moved upstate and I'm living. So this is a great story. So the Realtor said, what are you looking for? And I said, oh, beautiful open spaces, some wooded spaces, some water, some fruit trees. She says, okay, I'll get back to you. And then God says to me, what are you looking for? But don't tell me all that stuff. One word, what's your priority? I said, oh, paradise. Three days later, I get an email from the realtor, shows me a picture of a property. It says, your own little piece of paradise. That's where I'm living. Right That's now. where you're living now. Don't you love that? So you, you moved up to paradise. Moved up to paradise. And up here, there's tons of shamans and psychics. And somebody, a friend of mine says, come on, we've got a, the blog talk radio. Come on my show. It's a psychic show. And I go, okay, whatever. 
And then I hear what they're doing. I go, that's psychic. I've been like that my whole life. Okay. Now I know what psychic means. <laughs> I know. I know. It's funny, isn't it? The last show I did was channeling Prince. We were uh, Lisa Wettenheiser and I were channeling Prince. And the first comment I got was, this was rubbish. Where's Prince? And, uh, you know, this was crap. I don't see Prince anywhere here. And I said in the comments, did you expect us to morph into Prince? Like, what do you think channeling is? <laughs> 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 I'm going to grow an afro. <laughs> Go this is like a TV channel. We'll turn him on and there he'll be. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting how people perceive what psychic ability and channeling is, you know. Yeah. yeah. It can be so mainstream, so normal. So it's like, and, it, and more and more. I mean, that's how it, for me, it's a conversation right now. Yeah. I'm just letting spirit guide me in what to say and otherwise just listening to you. Yeah, exactly. It's a wonderful yeah. way to have a conversation. Exactly. It's not like, I, okay, I'm going to say this, I'm going to say this, and then I don't even hear anything you say. Exactly. It's like I just... Exactly. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. You're so busy wanting to know what the other person says. Well, I guess that's called, what's it called? It's called listening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm people, sorry, I wasn't listening. <laughs> most people are so interested in putting their message over that they're actually not listening right. to what they're mind you. I don't have those conversations on ATP. I think I've talked to really good listeners. Hmm. And I guess there you, I'm a good you, listener. you attract that's your law of attraction working there for you. Yeah. You must be a good listener. You are definitely is. It's a, you're a delight to, to, to talk with because you, you, you smile and the, the real you is there and it just makes me feel so enjoy enjoying the conversation. Ah, oh, thank you, Swami. So you've moved up to um, paradise, and paradise. you're on Blog Talk Radio. And what happens next? I'm reading this book by Lynn Twist called "The Soul of Money." Soul of Money, and oh. she in this book is a person with such integrity. How she uses, she has a lot of money, and she uses it to help feed people. She uses it for the best of purposes. And I'm so impressed. This is the first book on money that has integrity for me by my standards. I go to her website and it's all about shamanic tours to the Amazon rainforest. And I look it up and it's really exciting. And I call them up and they say, well, you know, we have a scholarship. And I say, well, if I can get that scholarship, I can go. And it was, I got it. And I went on this trip, which changed my life because that's when the instant energy happened. Okay. Uh, we were in ceremony with uh, Natem, which is the, 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 the name that the natives like to call ayahuasca. Ayahuasca is actually the pejorative oh. word, which means devil's weed that the oh. Spanish put on them. So they don't like to use that word, but everybody knows it as ayahuasca. And in that ceremony... So it's yes. called Natem, Natem. Natem, yes, N-A-T-E-M is roughly okay. how I see In that ceremony? In that ceremony, spirit came down literally in a, a sort of a form of a human mm -hmm. and went like this and blew in my heart. Hmm. And everything changed. And I said, wow. And then I said, I can do that. <laughs> a Westerner. And I came home and started doing that for my friends. And they would call me the next day and go, holy cow. What happened? Everything's changed. One guy fell in love. Another guy just 
his just became happy and 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 that's led me to refine this to the 20 seconds you know you can't go around doing this to people you know in public but that started my whole the shaman oh and so when i was there two of the shamans told me that i was a natural born shaman and healer which was the wonderful validation uh, to to know that and so when i came home with hearing that from them that confidence to not to do anything differently other than just to be myself because that's all i could be doing the energy healing i was doing a session like this with a client and in the middle she kind of looked down and rubbed her her chest and i said what's the matter she says oh i have a hiatal hernia i said let me try something and i went like this and she goes what'd you do it's all better it's cool it's how cool is that so I just went on Facebook and said, hey, something's happening. Who wants a free session to see what I, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Do some double blind studies. Is this really happening? Is it a fluke? What's just going keep, on? <laughs> just keep trying. And I've studied with other people, their systems, because it slows down my system enough so I could actually see what I was doing mm -hmm. and systematize it to share it with other people. Because. Mm -hmm. It's so really it's love is all it is. It's it's true love and caring. You want to see everybody out of suffering into health, into wellness, into joy, full bellies, full hearts, full minds. Okay. I've got a question for you because I used to practice as a healer and then I stopped calling myself healer and started calling myself teacher because right. I didn't want to disempower people to think that I had the power to heal them. Right. That in fact, I wanted to teach people about their own power to heal themselves. Right. And, um, but, but you hear this all the time. And I know many healers that do this, you know, this instant healing, you go to a healer, see a healer and they wave their magic and bang. Right. Okay. So as I'm saying this, I'm thinking when you go to a healer, you're already in that spiritual contract. But, but what you're saying is that, at that moment, I guess that was a spiritual contract between the two of you as well. At that moment that you did that to your friend and she said, what right. did you do? You said, let me try something. I guess that was a spiritual contract as well. Oh, I'm getting the answer as I'm asking the question. But anyway, mm. what's your um, take on people healing others and not, you know, like the healer healing people rather right. than the healer showing the person how to heal themselves? I, you, when I, I, about 12 so years ago, I was teaching Ayurvedic certification to students. And I said to them, in the future, we will not have healing centers. Because if we're good at what we're doing, we'll heal them. And if we're healers, we are sending the message out, come to me unhealthy. So we're perpetuating a, a myth. We're perpetuating something we don't want to perpetuate. Yeah, we're perpetuating illness. And so does the health industry, the, the illness industry, it, it, yeah. you know, the drug industry keeps people sick. Right. And we want to put ourselves out of business. That's how good we have to be. Yeah. And so I said, in the future, there'll be joy centers. There won't be healing centers. You'll go for, to grow. Oh, let's do something joyful tonight. Well, let's go see that play about self-enlightenment. Let's go to a bunny farm. Let's go painting. Whatever brings us joy. And the same thing with the teacher. Teaching, I can't teach you anything. You were born with stuff. I can maybe remind you. I can help you awaken something. Mm -hmm. But I can't teach you anything. I can't heal anything. 
but in the colloquial, if you will, you know, to just to have a shorthand, we sometimes we use that where, you know, it gets a little weirder is when I hear somebody saying, okay, healers, if you do this, you will hold on to your patience. It's like, no, that's, that's, that's for me personally, it's a little too far to take it. I don't want to hold on to them. And even when I heal them, this is really, this is the crucial, this is the crux of what I want to say to answer your question. I don't just heal them. That's the starting point. I, we, we do a clearing. Mm-hmm. And now they're clear, say, okay, what's your vision? So now I've given them their power. I've just helped them, you know, just a pat on the back, a hug kind of a thing. Okay, we all can use a hug. My hug is this, maybe. Yeah. Now you feel better. So look around. What's your vision? Okay. Now we're not even going to stop there. What's the next step you can take toward achieving that vision? So it's totally empowering the, the person, the client, the, the neighbor, the friend, whatever we want to call it, the guest, whatever we want to call that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I do a three-part session, even in my mediumship. Now, actually, what's happening just in the last three, four weeks, I ask people what their movie is. Let's, ma- let's movie your life. That's my new slogan. Let's movie your life. What is the movie that you love the most? Who are you in that movie and what makes it so special? And now during the session, then we take that and we integrate it into that person's life and dreams and visions. And they are supercharged because everybody wants to be a superhero. Most people do. <laughs> or they want to be somebody. They, they, we have a mythology about film. If a film is done right, there's a mythology to it. There, there's a integrity. There's a inner spirit to it. You know, think of the wonderful life. I was talking to somebody today, a good friend of mine, and he says his favorite movie is Serpico, but the, the, the policeman who stood up to the, the corruption in the police department. And he said, what integrity that man had. If somebody put a gun to his head and he goes, go ahead, shoot me. I'm not going to change my beliefs. So we all have something. Somebody else, the Wizard of Oz, somebody, everybody's got a movie that moves them. Yes, move. We move. We're moved by our movies. And Isn't then I'm helping integrate. And it's such a joy, such a gas. Isn't that beautiful? I've just thought about the word move in the word movie. It's yeah. right there in front of you. It's like, mm. <laughs> and if you want to bring India into it, there's a cow. Moo. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> Moo is just ohm backwards, as they say. <laughs> Moo is just on backwards, <laughs> like dog and God. <laughs> That's right. That's... Yeah, I didn't make that up. <laughs> All right. So instant healing, instant healing. Okay. So as I asked you that question, the answer I received was often instant healings are just a wake up call to start you on your spiritual journey. Like right. when, when a healer does something to you and you've been in pain or chronic pain for 20 or 30 years and then all of a sudden it's gone or right. you, you start to think, how did that happen? Like, why did that happen? So it's, um, it's an awakening. It's, it's an awakening. And, uh, I, I, you know, I've heard stories of having people having instant healings and then them going back into their life and living their life yeah. the way they always yeah. have and then getting sick again. 
And then yeah. I had a friend years ago, uh, Jean Paul, and he was he's a healer, and he said, you know, I healed my mother-in-law of cancer, and then she broke her hip, and then I healed her hip, and then this happened, and then and she said, you know what? I, she, he was scratching his head. It's like I can heal them, but these people have to change their lives because <laughs> something that's else it. is going to keep happening. To sort of, and wake that's up. why I do the three step. That's why I do the three steps because I want to give them the empowerment and the tools to show them their, they see their vision. Oh, wow, look at that. Or I can help them get, see the vision until they really, you see them changing. You know, we were working with my friend today and he just wasn't sure. He's, he's in his 80s and, and he's come a long way from, you know, he went through the depression and things like that in, yeah. in America. And, and God bless him. He's learning about neuroscience and he owns yeah. a health food store and, and he knows that, that uh, most diseases are caused by inflammation. He's really, really. And I said, well, you know, do you want to get a certification as a coach? And he goes, no, no, I don't need no stinking certifications. You know, that's um, a joke off of a, a couple of the movies that blazing saddles and the original uh, movie. That Anyway, I said, you know something, you're just like a, he, all he did was tell stories. He loves to tell about this travel and that travel. And he's got such an amazing heart. He has on his on the window of his health food store something to the effect of the restrooms are open to the public. Because in America, every store says your restrooms are only open to customers. Oh, okay. And he says, this is open to everybody. Come on in. He's got that heart. Amazing, amazing heart. And... We figured him out, just who he is. We accepted him, who he was. You don't have, don't be a coach. You're not, you don't want to be a coach. You want to just tell, you love telling stories. Let's, that's who you are. And only you could tell your stories. Nobody can copy you. Yeah. That's yeah. how you change the world. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. He's 80 and, and he has a health time. food shop. That's fantastic. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And for the first time, what? Yeah. And for, for the first time in in our conversations, we really got to the point where he goes, "Wow, yeah, I, we, we I, you can put that on my website now because I feel that I feel comfortable with that." Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We tried to coach this, mentor that, and he, he he couldn't accept any of that. So, okay, so for people that are wanting to understand their own, I'm just thinking about the Insta world, like that was the sort of theme of this conversation. I'm getting back to the theme. <laughs> <laughs> we could talk all day, you and I, as mommy. Uh, for people that are wanting to sort of come into their um, yeah, healing abilities or psychic abilities or be more connected to their guides or their source, mm -hmm. what would you say to them? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you from the bottom. Well, thank you from the depths of my heart. There's no bottom to it. It's natural. Set your intention. Put your eyes on your target. So if your target is to be more intuitive, just look for, listen more, because your guides are always, the angels, the spirits, they're always giving us guidance. Look, you might just see a sign that says, intuitive course Wednesday night starting tomorrow. Somebody might come up to you and say, Hey, you, I don't know why I have to tell you this, but there's a course for you and it's starting tonight and it's on intuition. 
imagine, plan for, expect, look for miracles every day and you'll find them. Mm. Have fun with it. Angels are the funniest entities I know. Angel humor is instant. It's funny. It's hilarious. And lighten up. <laughs> Those are some of the things I, I say. I say it to myself. <laughs> it's really interesting. Uh, I've taught many people uh, this, and it's really about the decisions that we're making. Um, you know, it's because life is, as we were talking about before, you know, with the Helen Hunt character, and yeah. life, you know, life is a conversation in your head. It's, it really is. It's a conversation in your head. And the conversation might be, I really want to know how to do that. I want to be that, but I don't know. I, you know, I don't know. I don't know how I need to learn. I don't know. I don't know. And the Insta conversation is what if I did know and shifting that decision from I don't to I do. And then. What there. hangs people up is the how. And for me, the contract has always been look within. Don't worry about the how. So, don't worry about marketing yourself. You just develop your gifts. And when the time is right, I will put the people in front of you who I feel will you can help or mm -hmm. I'll help through you. Mm -hmm. and, and when I've tried to market myself, it starts to feel I'm wasting all this time when I could either be helping somebody, but if nobody's there, I could be working on my own stuff. Because mm -hmm. it never ends. You can always get better. You can always refine. You can always improve. Mm -hmm. So I think what you said is a great, uh, a great insight. Anybody who thinks, how can I do it? That's the block. Just say, what if I can do it? Or thank you for l letting me do it. Or mm -hmm. align. let me align with spirit and work through me. Because it's true. Our limited self can't do these things. You ever wish for something and it comes and it comes even bigger than you wished for it? Mm. So when somebody says to me, well, uh, how much would you like for this? You know, I say, well, I don't want to put a limit on that because it would be too small. When I do that, Spirit says, oh, that's all you want? We were going to give you so much more. <laughs> I know. I had this conversation with Marina Jacoby. Um, amazing amazing woman we talked about you know she's talking about the quantum structure and she says when you put a price on something you're limiting the quantum the quantum structure and yeah. she says everything she does she does by donation and um you know and so as a service like when you have a service as a healer or a teacher or a coach or you know a reader or whatever service you're when you put a price on it you know, she says that you're limiting the quantum structure. And if you just leave it open and say, pay me what you will, some people pay you nothing. Some people pay you $10 and some people pay you $1,000. Whereas, you know, you, right. there's no limit to the quantum structure. It's an infinite field of infinite possibility. So every time you make a decision right. about the condition, then you're limiting the quantum structure. I have to say, I've had this dis discussion with her and I haven't implemented it yet in my life as far as pricing goes. <laughs> Well, I will tell you, I did that for a while and people freaked out. They couldn't handle it. They said, no, no, tell me, tell me, please just tell me. So I, ha I did try it and it, it didn't work for me. And, and these days, because we're also about community now, that's another thing. It's, if you imagine how can you do something in the world that's bigger for yourself, intuitive, 
when we look at ourselves, I can't do that, and we're right. But in community, we can with like-minded, like-hearted people. And so now I'm connecting with people in, in our group that we talked about, the Evolutionary Business Council. And I give. I give, and that's, that's what God tells me. You give, and when it's time for that you're going to get something, I'll make sure it happens. And I'm giving, and I'm giving, and, and they're going, holy cow, you just invented something that's going to change the world. This is the movie thing I was talking about. Mm -hmm. You should go and do this. And I said, I can do this stuff, but I can't market the stuff. You're a marketer. If you want to market this, I'll go 50-50 with you. And we're in the process of developing something quite magical. Mm -hmm. And it's going to start with helping the people who lost their homes with through the forest fires. Oh, wow. So, um, I want to so, get back to that. I want to get back to when you, you know, you put yourself out there by donation and people say, no, 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 please give me a price. But does it, I have been that person. I like some sort of structure. Like they say, yeah. just pay me what you want. And I say, just give me a ballpark figure. Cause you think, do I, am I insulting them? If I pay them too little, Am I paying them? Like, you just like, please make that decision for me. <laughs> please yeah. make that decision for me. Just give me your price and I'll pay you. <laughs> so yeah. I know, I know that conversation. I, I really know that conversation. Um, and they, I have to, I had to honor because everybody's in a different place and, and everybody has a different modus operandi. And so fine. You know, I'm, I'm trying and I'm just figuring this out along the way. So I don't necessarily have a right answer. Some people intuitively, I'll give them a price. Others, I'll say whatever. Others, I say, well, you know, pay it forward. And others, I'll say, well, down the road. You know, somebody says to me, oh, thank you. What can I, can I do something for you? I said, probably. <laughs> I said, well, I don't know yet just yet, but it'll probably come to you. <laughs> sometime somewhere <laughs> and yeah. if not, because yeah. every time if i'm a gift if i'm have the gift of seeing somebody help through me the world is a lighter place suddenly i've just been paid spiritually but my contract is don't worry about the, the economics somebody's going to work that out for you and, it, and it, it does happen. And it's happening more now in community. As I team up with other friends, colleagues in the Evolutionary Business Council, we're making magic. We're making major things happen in the world. And there's an economic, we're just starting out. And so nothing's really, some things are about to crystallize, but the money is there for that. So I can't okay. think about, I have to think about Tell us about your movie projects. What what uh, what have you got boiling there in the kitchen? Yeah, oh, my movie. Oh, this is the best. Thank you for asking this. This is so. I started if talk about coming life coming full circle. I went to college and I started radio, TV, and film, and then I left that for my other dream, which was spirituality. And when I moved upstate, I moved up partly telling God that okay, I feel we're we both feel that if I move upstate, I'll get to write more because it'll be less hectic. Yeah. And I came up here and through a medium forecast, I wound up meeting a woman who had a writer's group, the Angels Writers Club, and her whole house was filled with angels. And in the process, I wrote a screenplay about a shaman, a comedy 
about a man who's very left brain, very rad, rational and logical. And he thinks his, his logical mind is going to save the world, but nobody's listening to me. Everybody's watching these cats on YouTube, but nobody listens to me. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and that's a very common thing. And then one day he bumps into a shaman who says, get ready, your heart's about to open. And that hence starts this very comical coming to, coming to Jesus moment, coming to who I am moment, and, and dealing with your heart, listening to your heart, and showing up authentically unique in the world. And that's the message. And magic is all around us if we only start to look for it. But it does, it, when we start to open up, so far for most people, it isn't just paradise. There's like, you get beat up from those who used to know you, you can't do that, you know, and we're going to, you're not going to work here if you're like that. And you have to stand in your own truth and you have to learn. So we thank those people for forcing us to stand up in our own truth. Mm -hmm. And it's a comedy and I feel it's a universal principle and I'm really excited about it. I had, I found a director who, a producer, Hollywood producer. She only does spiritual movies now, nothing mm -hmm. else. She already planted her flag in the ground. Mm -hmm. And she brought in a director who just totally got my movie and added so much of his vision to it. And so we've had a few meetings. Next, we are going to look for sponsors or attract sponsors and possibly investors of like-minded people. So I think within the year and a half, this, this project should be close to completion. Well, that's beautiful. Yeah. I, you know, movie, this is why I'm on YouTube because movie and, and media is just such an important way that we remember who we are. You know, it's, it's, it's programming, you know, when television, like they put on programs, they're literally programming, you know, literally programming us out of our light. And that's what you said when you were working for television, that you just right. didn't like what was going on because they're right. programming the fear into you. They're just like, this is what you've got to look yeah. out for and this is what's going to happen and let me show you how it's going to happen and let me show you 15 people that this happened to and how horrendous their lives are and watch out, you know, like they're yes, programming you into fear. Yes, and uh, so God we, forbid you should be vulnerable. Vulnerable, yeah. God forbid you should be vulnerable, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> movie is such a powerful way of delivering a message, a message of, of hope and remember who you are and you can do this and it's such a powerful way and really. laughter is the best you know it literally is the best transformative tool that i know it's yeah. instant it, it's pleasant and it opens you up in a very loving way absolutely absolutely so oh well what's the movie going to be called swami well right now the working title is going viral oh, going no. viral because he wants his ideas to go viral on YouTube, but only those darn cat videos are going viral. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the cat videos are going viral. But they do make you laugh and make you feel good, I've got to say. <laughs> well, see, this is the guy who's so closed off to that part of him yeah. that just all here. You know, he's, he's got a good heart. He wants to help the world. But his childhood programming prevented him from accessing that and now he's having the opportunity much against his wishes initially <laughs> to access that 
Oh, look, there's so much to talk about, but I think we've, 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 do, we've done the hour, but, um, you know, there's just so much in what you're saying there. Well, you know, Soul Traveller Radio, which is one of the platforms I have my show on, it's the Conscious Music Station, it streams on the internet, all conscious music all the time, bit of a plug for Soul Traveller. There, we've started to do, um, promote films, so... Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, I was in Sydney the other night speaking in front of 400 people promoting the film called Walk With Me, which is, um, it was supposed to be about uh, Thich Nhat Hanh, who is the Buddhist monk, but it's actually who teaches mindfulness. He has that retreat in um, France and the movie is actually a mindful movie. It forces you to be in that mindful space because, you know, (laughs) I wanted to stand up and say, you're not about to watch Rambo, but I didn't say that. <laughs> 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 but it is such a beautiful movie, but it just forces you into mindful because it's so slow. Mm-hmm. But that slowness just puts you in the moment. It puts mm-hmm. you right in the moment. And then it delivers some messages, just beautifully illustrated visually. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so we're we're starting to do that. So... Well, we'll stay in touch and I'll let you know when the movie's out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. sure. I'd love to come to Australia and and show, what do you call that? Show the movie, uh, whatever you call the, but whatever the insider word is for showing a movie. (laughs) Promote the movie, show the movie. uh, It's like you get get the show. Yeah. We'll get you down here one day. I tell you, there's uh, so much bubbling away in the kitchen, as I said, so much cooking in the kitchen. But any yeah. last messages for our listeners that you'd like to leave uh, them with? I know there's well, so much. We covered so many wonderful things. Uh, honestly, my, my my message, I welcome and say hello and goodbye by saying joy, joy, joy. To me, joy is really the, the master key to everything. You know, if you can, joy is a choice, happiness is a choice, and, and other people have said happiness is a choice. It's just so profound. Happiness, you could choose to be happy regardless what's going on outside. And it takes some time and it takes some mindfulness. But in terms of empowering, self-empowerment, if we know happiness is a choice, joy is a choice. When I wake up, I force a smile even if I don't feel like it, because neuroscience tells us even if we force a smile, the brain gets fooled and starts secreting happy hormones. So fake it till you make it. There's a real scientific validation to pretending to be happy. You'll become happy. You know, that's really true. I remember uh, when I first put my face on YouTube, um, my niece has said that she has been... um, judged for having a, a bitchy resting face right you know there's a whole viral thing on youtube your bitchy resting face so when you're not talking or thinking you're just listening your resting yeah. face is it a happy face or is it a bitchy face or is it a confused face like what's your yeah. resting face right and she said everyone says i have a bitchy resting face and i have a we have a laugh about that and um so I thought about that when I put my face on video, like what's my resting face as I'm listening to people talking, what right. is my resting face going to be? Is it going to be like, what is it going to be? You know, is it going to be a bitchy resting face? And I thought I'm going to practice smiling. Right. While right. People are talking and it just became inherent. So I, I don't even have to think about it now for the first couple of videos. I thought about it. Right. 
and now it's just natural. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's not a forced thing. It just happens naturally. It's just the response, yeah. the response. Yeah, yeah you, you, you put muscle memory there and after 21 days you get neural pathways. So it just yeah. becomes a nice habit. Yeah, 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 exactly. But when I, I, would, I have go. caught myself a few times with my mouth open as I listen to people. <laughs> well, sometimes miracles are like, what? What? Yeah. I would say the takeaway, I do have a takeaway for your listeners, and that is look for something that's joyful. Look for something that's magical. Look for something good in the hearts of others. It's out there. You could find it every day. So if you look for it, that starts to create the attraction and your body and the universe both say, oh, they want to see joyful, miraculous things. Let's start bringing them in. So there's a, something, to, an actionable uh, takeaway that everybody can do. Something you can literally do because we get into all this woo-woo stuff very clearly. And it's just a woo-woo idea, but it's an action. Mm. Look, what's a miracle? Well, you know, you wake up, that's a miracle. People love you. That's a miracle. You love people. That's a miracle. Those are things to be grateful for. You know, just gratitude is another thing to get us to start to vibrate the law of attraction. Look for the magic. Look for it. Look for the magic. Look that's for, that's the, the, magic to, the, the secret to instant manifestation is what are you looking yes. for? Look for the magic. Um, because as we were talking before, you know, we're programmed in to look, to look out for something. Like, what do I have to look out for? And what do I need? Yeah. What do people think of me? I won't be. Yeah. It's, it's about self-esteem also. Mm. You say you can just pat yourself on the back. Good day. I'd had a good day. You know, I survived if nothing else. I smiled at somebody. I was helped somebody. You know, I sometimes I'll go, I'll go into town and go food shopping and I'm, it's just not a day for me. I'm like, eh, you know, and I walk in the store and I see somebody who looks even less happy than me. <laughs> and I go right up and I say, and I mean it, I'll find something in there, in them that I like. And I'll say, oh, that's a beautiful shirt. Or I, you know, I love the color of your shirt or you've got such a beautiful smile or, and they light up and you know what? Suddenly my days lit up. So there's so much we can do even when we don't feel like there's anything we can do. There's always somebody worse off than us. There's always somebody that could use a handout. It is about community. That's another thing. I would share. It's, we're we're all come, becoming together, one real big happy family. Mm. Yeah, the magic happens in the love vibration, doesn't it? I mean, there's the science to that. You know, um, a negative thought manifests slower than a positive thought, and a loving and less thought, powerful. And less it has, powerful. yeah, it has. The, it speeds like when you're happy. You feel like you're like you're running your energy really fast, and when you're sad, your energy is running really slowly. So, to be in an insta world means to be in that flow of love and happiness and joy, and, yeah. and that's where the miracles happen. Yeah, but look for the magic, look for the miracles. Swami, it's been so beautiful. Thank you. You're so dear. You're so dear, Karen. Thank you for having me. I love the conversations. You're a delight to a delightful host. You just made it so much more pleasant to be interviewed. We are a delightful conversationalist. Now, just to tell people who are listening your website. My website is orangecowboy.com. Orange Cowboy. Orange Cowboy. <laughs> <laughs>
because <laughs> people are listening to this on iTunes and Stitcher Radio, Mixcloud, and a whole lot of other platforms that don't have the visual. But I'm if all know, dressed in orange. <laughs> he's all dressed. He's got the orange cowboy hat on. <laughs> Thank you, honey one. Thank you, dear one. Love and joy and light and blessings and abundance and just everything. Your dreams, they're, they're coming true. They're coming bigger. I see you in arenas and, and just with heart and heart and attracting and transforming Australia in a big way. <laughs> and even beyond, even the beyond, world, the world, even the beyond the universe, the world, the world, the universe. There you go. Yeah, they're saying, don't stop there. Keep it keep it going throughout the whole universe, all the creation, because there's many universes. <laughs> Bye for now. Joy, joy, joy. Isn't Swami beautiful? You know, there's quite a few things about him that I didn't actually say, and he didn't talk about either. He's actually written five books and one of them is the best-selling book on amazon the ayurveda encyclopedia which has sold hundreds of thousands of copies throughout the world ayurveda primer 21 days of joy the stress-free college student bhagavad gita for the modern times i'll have all the books and the links to them on my web page if you want to go to my web page and have a look and he's also lectured at universities and all over the globe. He's actually a really fascinating, fascinating man. Thanks for joining me for another hour accentuating the positive with Karen Swain. And remember, as always, if you want to jump on our Inner Sanctum webinar series, I've got Nancy Rhines coming up. I'll invite Swami to come in next year too. And you can meet him and pump him full of questions about spirituality and meditation and enlightenment and insta the insta world instant manifestation instant healing instant enlightenment instant meditation so many people struggle with meditation oh i can't do it i can't do it but you know what it is an insta world we can we can tap into the flow of love and be in that insta instant miracles so join us in the inner sanctum we have a guest speaker that comes on every month and you also get to see all the recordings and we also do meet and greet and teach deliberate creation, how to flow your energy to be the genius deliberate creator you came here to be. And if you want a reading or a session with me, please head on over to my website and book a time to see me. Thanks again. Love you all. Blessings. Bye for now. Thanks so much for joining us for another enlightened conversation on Accentuate the Positive. If you would like spiritual guidance from my guides, Blissful Beings, go to karenswain.com for a reading or to listen to more enlightened thought leaders share their wisdom. Go to the listen page on karenswain.com and choose who you want to listen to. All the podcasts are also available on iTunes. Remember to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, you name it, we're there. Until next time, bye for now. If you feel like that's what you want.